Welcome to the Smart Thinking Podcast. This is my dad, Ted. Welcome to the Smart Thinking Podcast. I'm your host, Ted Knightsky. Have you ever been on a social media post and it says, say your age without saying your age? When I do it, I usually think to myself things like New Coke, Spud McKenzie, Max Headroom, Flux Capacitor, Be Kind, Rewind. And last week, while I was talking to some friends, it hit me that tiny little acts of kindness, like Be Kind, Rewind, can go a long way as both a good thing to do for others and an opportunity to grow relationships and trust for everyone. Now, for those of you who have no idea what Be Kind, Rewind means, it is simple. Back in the 80s and early 1990s, when you wanted to watch a movie, you drove to a video rental store and you rented a movie. The VHS tapes had a label on them that said, Be Kind, Rewind. And if you didn't rewind the video, you had to pay a fee, much like a late book fine at the library, because some high school kid would have to rewind the video to his or her great annoyance. Anyway, Be Kind Rewind made me think about some of the issues that we face in the workplace and in the classroom. With all of our distractions the past year and a half, I want you to reflect upon how kind you've been to three groups. First, those you serve. Second, to complete strangers. And third, yourself. When the world seems to be at its wit's end and stress is at a high point, We need to become strategic and intentional about being kind to others. I keep hearing about the struggle so many people are having in schools and workplaces, and I'm seeing it for myself. Kids are disrespectful in new ways. Employees are challenging the rules and and expectations. People are physically fighting, and there is general exhaustion. Now, as Buffalo leaders... We need to charge into these problems as the buffalo charges into the storm. And as leaders, we need to remember that our actions have influence, and that is what actually makes us a leader. Let's take a look at the root of all of this tension and the increased acting out of kids and adults. You see, disrespect, fighting, and being intentionally withdrawn are all behaviors that enjoy the same root, threat. Yeah, when people feel threatened, because no one fights or screams or hides if they feel a close relationship, feel respected, feel safe. But it happens when people feel threatened, and then they are likely to push back. The other night, Megan, my wife, and I went out for dinner on Friday, and we were at our daughter's restaurant where she is a server. I was sharing with her a conversation I had had with an assistant principal who couldn't explain why so many of the staff she served were stressed out and tired. We just can't put our finger on it, she kept telling me. Megan looked at me and said, Well, school is not typical right now, Teddy. We have kids this year who were with us last year in person, some who were online, and kids we never saw. Now this year, they're all back, and it's just strange. She went on to explain that the kids who were in class and in person last year are seemingly doing fine, and some of the kids who are online transitioned and are doing okay. But generally, the kids who were home last year or were not at all engaged are struggling with the transition, and it's just enough kids to make it feel unsettling. Megan told me that for the first few weeks of school, kids were not adhering to the normal rules, 
like asking to leave the room. Some kids were accustomed to just getting out of their bed at home during class and whenever they wanted to. And now, well, now they think they can do the same. So they were getting up and leaving the room to get a drink. When they were in the hallway, they didn't have the patience to wait for other people because at home they didn't have to. And being polite and courteous, well, that was something that was foreign to them because in their home they were by themselves. Some kids are challenging institutional norms and they're facing resistance from staff who are trying to manage large groups of children. But this then causes tension. Tension leading to feeling threatened. Feelings that lead to confrontation, disrespect, fighting, and withdrawing. So as we grazed on our chips and salsa, I asked her, well, what do you think we need to do, Megan? She said we need to spend twice as much time on relationships and trust. Just then, My chimichanga was served, and she got her shrimp taco, and we both looked at each other like, let's eat and talk about anything else. Her comments reemerged in the middle of the night when I was thinking about her and all of my friends in education who listened to this podcast. And then it hit me. Be kind. Rewind. When the Nightski children were little, we would do service projects with them with great frequency. We had a day of giving on December 26th where we would take gifts to places that they cared about. The kids would ask for money from their relatives for a cause that they had chosen, which was almost always our local Humane Society, and we would check out their website just to see what they needed at the Humane Society. And then the kids would go shopping, and the kids would have to buy the needed supplies and budget their money. They'd then go to the Humane Society and make their donation to the excited staff and hang out with the dogs, cats, and iguanas. Total teacher kids thing to do, right? Combine service with applied math and budgeting. But it worked, and it was fun. One year, we got the idea to do a random week of kindness. So, on Saturday, we bought 100 long-stemmed carnations and made little tags for the flowers that simply said, Be great today. We walked through our downtown, and 8-year-old Charlie and 5-year-old Grace walked up to random strangers and handed them a flower. People did not know what to do. They just kind of stood there. They'd ask the kids why they were giving the flowers. And Charlie always had the same and the best answer. Because. Some people wouldn't take them. They were suspicious. Others would try to give us money and ask us what our cause was. To which Charlie would always say, because. The best part of this was that after about an hour, there were 100 people walking around with their carnations in our little city of Port Washington, total strangers would nod at each other and wave their flowers at each other. After we completed our fun kindness activity, we went to have lunch in a restaurant downtown and we sat near the window and just watched all the people smiling and smelling their flowers and waving to each other. It was a minute of magic in our family's historical narrative. And for me and Megan, we loved just watching our children enjoy the joy they momentarily brought to others and themselves. I share this story to get you to start thinking about your Be Kind Rewind strategy for those that you serve. In a world of abnormal, let's get weirder. Let's become strategic about being kinder, more random, and more caring. With so many people feeling threatened in the workplace, the classroom, the community, maybe, just maybe, a little bit of kindness through a strategic and concerted effort can change the narrative. We have a few weeks here before a natural reset in many of the workplaces in the United States as we approach the Thanksgiving holiday. What if we planned for a few hours of kindness and service intentionally to begin the rewind we desperately need? 
We can't sit back and hope that the world renorms. We have to be intentional. We have to bring a process to the problem. And we need to lead. Lead with the intent to get people back into routines, back to safety, back to life, and back to reality. Back to life, back to reality. Back to life, back to reality. Sorry, I I couldn't help myself, but insert that song there. Anyways, here is what I think would be some smart thinking. Take a teacher's advice. My wife's. Two times the investment in the relationship and the expectations. Double down on the opportunity to do something for others and to do something together. Let's look at some kindness tactics. Ready? Here are ways to volunteer and spend time together while being sensitive to the needs of others. Try things like positive notes around your community. And your community is obviously, you know, your school, the neighborhood, within the city. Choose a friend and celebrate them for like a whole day, kind of like a random birthday. Give a compliment to as many people as you can. Start a game night for your friends or coworkers that you'd like to get to know better. Use sidewalk chalk to write out positive messages all around your neighborhood the whole block around your school or your workplace, the driveway, on the walls. Send letters with tons of stickers and colors to the different people in your life. Yeah, even adults like getting stickers. See if your local homeless shelter has lists, wish lists, and see if people can bring things in. And then actually go there and deliver them. Don't just send them off in a box. That's one of the things about food pantry drives that have always kind of Put me sideways. We put these big barrels out. Kids bring all kinds of food in, but they never see where it goes. I think they need to see where it goes to see the element of kindness that goes with their gift. Collect litter when you're walking around randomly and show people the power of random acts of kindness. Write letters to your grandparents, your aunts and uncles, your brothers and sisters. Plant something somewhere. Rake the leaves of the neighborhood around your school or go do landscaping randomly. Clean the nearest park. Have others share ideas for what they think would be kindness. Have students write letters to their former teachers. Go to your old school and just simply say thank you. One of the most powerful things that happens is always at the end of the school year when we take the seniors in their graduation grounds and we march them through their schools. Why do we have to wait 12 years to see the fruits of our labor? Have the juniors go down to the middle school. Have the seventh graders go down to the elementary school. Have the fifth graders go down to kindergarten. Everybody likes to do that. Again, very few costs. Buy the bus driver's lunch. Ask older people to tell a story. They just want to be heard. Put thank you signs in the windows of your schools and your workplace and thank your customers and the people that support you. Hey, mom and dad, thanks for being awesome. And finally, here's one of my favorite things to do. When I take my kids and another family out to dinner or we go out someplace, I almost always tell the waitress it's someone's birthday, even when it's not. Because everybody feels awesome when they get celebrated for no reason at all. So have the janitor come into your classroom, and pretend it's his birthday. Have the kids make treats, bring in stuff, spend a half an hour just having fun with a person that you serve with. It doesn't have to be the janitor. It could be a secretary. It could be the principal. It could be a colleague. Whatever it is, have fun and be kind. 
All you need to do is go to Google and type in acts of kindness lists and tons of ideas come up. I think we too often wait for a crisis in order to bring people together around doing service. Think of the joy you feel when you get everyone together and we all pull on the rope the same way to help someone. Think of how generous people are when someone gets sick, has an accident, or we lose someone. What the heck are we waiting for? I've got an idea for you. For the next few weeks, let's do two for Tuesdays. Two for Tuesdays doesn't have to be a drink special at the bar. Well, (laughs) that might help some staff, but two for Tuesdays can be two acts of kindness throughout the day. Two for Tuesdays can be going to do two things today, learn for ourselves and serve someone else through kindness. Why do we have to wait? The idea that we expected everyone to come back into the workplace and the classroom the same way that they left it two years ago has now proven to be false. So let's deal with it. Let's deal with what we have in front of us and become strategic about being kind, instituting practices that can diffuse some of the pressure and tension and, most importantly, introduce a new normalcy into our culture. You start Everyone loves a random box of stuff, so bring a random box of stuff tomorrow. Cookies, donuts, fun socks, shoelaces, note cards, candy, pens, stickers, cash, (laughs) crayons, anything, whatever. Just be random about it. Just set an example. Leave a trace of kindness. Or ask the entire group to come up with more ideas. Think about this. I have no idea if my suspicion of a need to renorm through kindness is accurate, but it's a strategy worth trying. I do know that people are feeling threatened, that people are acting out in weird ways, and that we need to work overtime to invest in those around us so that they can realize their impact and, most important, realize their potential. So let's do some smart thinking. List random acts of kindness you will do today. Identify two other people you can create kindness tactics with. And list the people in your world who need to do this the most. That's it. That's the Smart Thinking Podcast. Hey, as always, thank you for listening. And please make sure to share this episode with those who need it. Also, please rate the podcast before you close out the app. And thank you to the Well Pennies for their great music. They have a holiday album dropping next week. Look for it. I want to finish here with the impact kindness has on people. As I was researching for this podcast and reading the psychology of kindness, I came across this description. Kindness is defined as the quality of being friendly, generous, and considerate. Affection, gentleness, warmth, concern, and care are words that are associated with kindness. Now, while kindness has a connotation of meaning someone is naive or weak, that is not the case. Being kind often requires courage and strength. Kindness is a key interpersonal skill. The part that stands out to me is the sentence that it takes courage and strength to be kind. And that is because being kind is often met with judgment and people questioning your motivation. Well, kindness received can also create courage and strength. I know, because a couple of weeks ago, a friend and frequent listener posted a picture of a four-foot-tall metal buffalo at a craft fair on her Twitter account. It looked very cool, and I commented, where is that? A couple of days later, out of nowhere, I get an email from Mindy, and it says, it's yours. 
she went and bought the buffalo sculpture, and we had it delivered to my office. Kindness, generosity, and fun. Mindy, I love you, and I love my buffalo. But most importantly, I'm not accustomed to that level of just plain, pure kindness. It inspired me. It empowered me. It tickled my soul. And I paid it forward a bunch. Kindness creates kindness and creates more kindness. Kindness also allows people to get closer. And like my children learned handing out flowers, kindness can change the direction of another person. And maybe, just maybe, my wife Megan is right again. We need to spend twice as much time getting to know each other so that we can have a fresh start here, this year, now, as we enter the holiday season. And maybe, through kindness and time together, we can rewind and be kind. Hold on What are you dreaming of? Long gone Lost in a summer love Go Sway to heart changing.